0: Hey y'all, my name is Yovanna and you're listening to the Sugar Glass Podcast, the podcast where I allow myself to break free of my perfectionism. Yeah, I like that. Okay, we're going to use that. Hi, welcome to episode 14. Today we're doing the collective reading for October. Um, I'm going to do something special today, but we're going to get into that a little bit later. Before we get started, Um, I've gone through the calendar, and it seems like for October, we're going to have little turbulence in the sense of like astrology. But also, remember, I'm not an astrologer. I am a diviner. And I think what's notable is that um, September ends with a supermoon. And then there's going to be a new moon in Libra, uh, it's also going to be a partial solar eclipse on the 14th of October. And then on the 28th of October, we're going to have a full moon in, uh, what is what is it? Oh, my God. In Taurus, I believe. Yeah, I'm like pretty sure it's going to be a full moon in Taurus. It's also going to be um a, a partial eclipse, but this one is going to be a partial lunar eclipse. That's the 28th of October. And I'm not sure... I think the new moon in Scorpio is going to be in November. I have to. I think that's true. To double check though, because the new moon that's going to be in October is definitely in Libra season. Okay, number one, number two. I had to Google, um, if any planets will be in retrograde in October. Um, Jupiter, Neptune, and Uranus will continue to be retrograde throughout the month of October. Wait, that says twenty twenty two. 2023. Okay. Pluto retrograde in Aquarius and Capricorn. Also, I'm I just was below the mic. Oops. Okay, Pluto retrograde in Aquarius and Capricorn um ends on the 10th of October. And then Saturn is still in retrograde until the 3rd of November. Okay. There's that information. Do with that what you will. Number one. Number two, um, since this is the tarot episode, I want to kind of talk about some of the tarot things that I've done recently. Two weeks ago, I did the psychic fair with a local witch shop called Eclectic by Nature, and it was a lot of fun. There were four other readers, and I had basically 15 minutes, kind of like, almost like, imagine speed dating, but tarot. (laughs) And um, I had a lot of fun. I met a lot of people this is my second time doing the psychic fair with them and I I really enjoyed it. I feel like the only thing that kind of sucked was the energy of the people. How do I say this? Okay, in May when I did it for the first time, the energy of the people was very optimistic and they were very excited about the future. And this time before I got there, I could tell that everybody was going to be like really angry and a lot of the people that I read for were like dealing with a lot of anger about situations that were out of their control and I I don't know I've just been thinking about that a lot lately and just like sorry I um I'm on the couch I'm normally on the couch um, now that I've decided this is how I like the sound to be I don't <laughs> I love my office I put my office in a closet but it echoes a little bit and the soundproofing I did was not enough um, and being surrounded by pillows and cushions and blankets makes it a lot better when recording on the couch. But I have a glass of water and I'm terrified that it's too close to my computer and it's it's causing me just extreme anguish. There was just so much anger with like the clients and like a lot of them were like not um, admitting that they were angry and then like through conversation they would be like you know what i am angry like <laughs> i would be angry if i were you too you know so um that was interesting and that was also a different kind of energy to like i guess like shift away from like to i don't know to cleanse off of afterwards it was just it was just a different everything really and truly um and then the week after so this past weekend um i was asked by um, a woman named Ashley Johnson, who I will put her um, Instagram because that's how I found her. Um, I'll put her Instagram link in the description to read at a private dinner she hosted at her apartment, and it was in. Ooh! I just remembered I need to send her an invoice. It was incredible. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed myself, and that energy was really really nice. Um, the only thing that it didn't suck, but the only thing that I wish had been a little bit different. There were some people who were like very anti like I don't they weren't rude by any means and they didn't hurt my feelings. But I wish that um, I wish that they had at least spoken to me kind of <laughs> like I don't know how to say this in a way that like doesn't seem like first of all, they weren't there for me. They were there for Ashley and the food that Ashley had prepared. Ashley and her friend Christopher so I get that but also at the same time I don't know I just like they didn't have to get a reading um the reading like that was completely optional and it was already paid for you know but I just kind of wish that I had gotten to speak to them because I got to speak to almost everyone else and I got to build a connection with everyone else and it was it felt kind of weird to just, like, have these two people kind of be floating around that um I didn't get to know. But other than that, that's my only, my only complaint about that. But also, like, I understand that, like, some people are very anti-tarot and anti-divination and anti, I guess, like, what a lot of people label as new age. But it is what it is. Um, I didn't lose sleep over it. But I am thinking about that in terms of, like, how to structure offerings in the future to make it so that people who, if I do an event, so that people who um, are not so into the idea can still interact with me in a way. Okay. Okay. Um, speaking of interacting, one of the things that I've been offering lately, I started offering earlier this year is dice reading. So when I learned how to read tarot, I learned on a playing card deck. And, um, that was literally because I started watching, I love Lucy and the pilot episode of I love Lucy Ethel teaches Lucy how to read playing cards as tarot cards. And I was like, Oh, can you hear Benito yawning? (laughs) Um, I was like, Oh, I want to try. And I had this playing card deck. It's like, um, it's like a metallic like copper that I like refused to play games with because it was so pretty and I didn't want anybody to fuck it up. And it was like one of the first things I ever bought from anthropology. So it was really special to me. And I used that to like read. I like Googled like playing card divination guide and it immedi- it read me to filth immediately in a way that was so terrifying to me. And I had a friend, JC actually, um, used to date somebody who was very like open about practicing magic. And I asked him, I was like, is tarot real? And he was like, yeah. And I told him about the reading that I did and he bought me my first deck. Um, And the rest is fucking history. But in that, I also felt like if I can use, like you can use game pieces, like you have to be able to use anything if you understand how to read a symbol then you understand how to read anything like there's a reason why like like necromancy is so like large and wide i'm talking a lot and reading not enough so i'm trying to speed this up so i dabbled in reading dice at the time but because i was learning how to read tarot reading dice felt dumb because i just like i was too all over the place and it was so hard for me to focus So I picked it back up recently um, after literally my partner told me that they were shooting dice um, at his job. And I told him that my great grandmother told me that I should never date a man who shoots dice. And he was like, I only shot it once and I lost. And I'm disinterested. And I was like, good, because my great grandmother would literally be so furious with you. And after that conversation, I I just remembered like, you know, dice. So I picked it back up and I, Change the structure where I have a wooden bowl that I got. I literally got this bowl from Joanne, that Joanne fabric that has like this beautiful wood grain on the inside and these like circles um, that I use as a map. And I roll my dice into the bowl and I read it against the wood grain and I have five die um, all different colors I have a red and orange a yellow a blue and a purple and I read each die each color means something and then if you're familiar with like numerology and how it uh, pertains to specifically like tarot I use that concept to read these dice so I'm going to start with the dice today and I'm going to read the dice also no 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 I'm going to keep that to myself. I'm going to start with the dice. I'm going to read the dice to see like who this reading is like for. So we're going to look back at September. And if these things resonate with you about September, then this reading is going to be for you in October. So this, um, I keep my dice in this beautiful little leather case. So when I roll them, such a satisfying sound. So Okay. Okie dokie. Um, so we have a blue six, a red three, an orange two, a yellow six, and a purple two. This is so interesting to read without being able to like give you a visual component, and it's making me think some thoughts about what I want to offer in the future. But looking at this, it seems like um, you're feeling very held by your friends, and you've like been able to kind of, ow, Benito, your beans... Thank you. You've been able to kind of fortify relationships that you've had for a really long time um, based off of like honesty, which is really good and fantastic, but you're having a little bit of a hard time trying to figure out where your money is coming from and some issues that you've had at like a past job or like something that's happened to you in the past is like coming back up in a way that is making it difficult for you to feel like, like, you can be yourself in the workplace. This is, there's always something about money with these readings. So I'm really curious, um, not really curious, but I'm just like cognizant of how like every every month it's like something about money. Um, also, I highly recommend if you're like newer to this, to listen back to old episodes um, that are tarot readings and see how you feel about where things align. Because it might help you to shine a light on some patterns that you're ready to disengage from so it seems like like i said getting closer to friends that you've had for a long time because you're being like more honest about your capacity but you're feeling like you're something something about your money is not moving the way you want it to move like you have an idea about how it's supposed to move but there's some something in between like you and your money and it's like it's like old stuff like there's this like weird emphasis on old like almost like nostalgia but also like like why you bringing up old shit and it doesn't necessarily seem like you're the one bringing up old shit but it's just like there are patterns that are following you and you're trying to figure out literally how to distance yourself from those patterns but in distancing yourself from those patterns you you're feeling a little just like oh. Not necessarily all over the place because you feel like your friends definitely feel like home to you, which is really good. And you guys share a lot of the same values, which is really good. But you're still having a hard time feeling like, I don't know, there's like a disconnect between like the lives you see them leading and the life you want to lead and the life you're currently leading. So it seems like in September, all of these like themes were really, really present for you. So let's set aside this giant wooden bowl with the dice in it, and we're going to pull from the modern witch tarot, which we've talked about before, so I'm not going to like really get into it. I'm going to shuffle it a little bit, and then we'll get started. Oh, she doesn't want to be shuffled. Okay. Okay, so in October, look out for a generous woman. But not in a romantic way. Something about her... Or, like, this, like... I try not to use feminine and masculine. I, I think I've said this in a past episode, so I try to use diurnal for masculine, which is, like, the sun energy. And nocturnal for feminine, which is the moon energy. So, like, something about this, like nocturnal energy is going to be different than how you're used to seeing it and I think that's why excuse me I'm so sorry I think that's why your first instinct is going to be like oh I want to date this person but that is not that's not what this person is going to be there for you for and there's going to be like a a moment in which like okay first of all a crush is coming through really hard But you really, you have to, like, stifle that crush because your crush on this person is, like, irrelevant to what you actually need to be doing. And part of why you will have a crush on this person is because they will be, like, the exact opposite of all the things that you've been pained by in the past. And, oh, you're not going to listen to me anyway. You're still going to try and pursue this crush because you're going to be like, oh, well, what is this? person on the other side of a podcast might have to do with my love life and yada 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 um but if you do listen to me what will happen oh you're not going to at all like literally at all until it's done so (laughs) that's so uh, god i hate readings like this because i'm wasting my breath so i'm not even gonna continue to talk about that um what else can we talk about Okay, so let's talk about what you do after you don't listen. So it seems like what happens, like, after you run into this person who seems to check a lot of the boxes for you, but is not actually going to be a romantic fixture in your life, is that um, because of your pursuit of the wrong, like, approach to this thing, you're going to be left to kind of deal with the aftermath by yourself in a way that like is going to make you feel really weird and bad about yourself and make you feel like you're undeserving of like, not continuing forward. This doesn't feel like suicidal, but just like, how do I say, you know, like you versus the girl he tells you not to worry about kind of deal. And like all those kinds of means where like the girl he tells you not to worry about is like, Everything that you wish you were. And then some that you didn't even know you could be. Like when you're facing. And you're seeing these people. Who have these lifestyles that you want. Which also goes back to the dice reading. Like you're looking at other people. And like idolizing what they have. And feeling really. Really fucking weird about what you have. And what you don't have. But you have to remember that like. If you were in their shoes. It would not. Like if you literally woke up and it was, like, a Freaky Friday situation, you would not feel comfortable in their actual life. And it's also a reminder that, like, you actually don't know what all is going on behind, like, closed doors. And, like, especially the people that you don't know that well. I got so scared for a second and thought that I hadn't recorded the last almost 20 minutes of me just yammering on um you need to really like focus on your ability to connect with people and not get so hung up in like what people are giving you like how are you showing up for these people like how are you how are you you in the youest way you can be you as dumb as that fucking sounds they're also like literally the dice reading just talked about this should i be saying what these cards are We're kind of far into this, but let's back it up a little bit. Okay, so the generous woman or um generous nocturnal energy is the queen of pentacles. Um, hold on. I stack these cards like I slide them out of the way when I'm doing rapid readings like this. Um, your desire to connect with this person is the four of wands. The truth of your connection is the lovers in reverse um how you'll meet this person and what this person will stand for for you is the hierophant in reverse Mm, what else did we talk about um you not wanting to listen to me is the ace of wands in reverse nine of cups in reverse hangman in reverse king of pentacles in reverse king of wands in reverse king of cups in reverse things going the way they're going to go regardless of how hard you try to fight fate justice upright and the five of swords in reverse Things after this situation, the Five of Cups upright, Judgment upright, Five of Wands in reverse, Four of Pentacles in reverse, Seven of Wands in reverse to show what's the word? How did I describe it? Your um your your Eunice is the Seven of Wands in reverse, and the Six of Swords in reverse is really, like, leaning back into the reading that the dice gave us, which is, like, you need to understand that, like, part of the old shit, quote-unquote, which, like, can be a range of things. It could be, like, like, trauma, or it could also be, like, I'm still irritated that, so-and-so didn't pay me back for the mimosa I bought him when we went to brunch three years ago. Like, you have to piss or get off the pot. Like, you can't continue to hold these kinds of, like, little grudges in a way that, like, affects how you're interacting with people because why would you still be interacting with people if you were so, so, so committed to holding the grudge? Once you, like, are... Are you oh is this another you're not going to listen to me yeah um what is the point in me doing this reading okay um how I feel like I know you're not going to listen to me God, this is so annoying the 6 of pentacles in reverse and the 4 of cups upright so you have a desire to like six is a really big number for um like nostalgia and trauma Like, you really feel like, you know, I've been living this long, I know better, but your inability, your desire to stay so, so in charge is actually, like, keeping you stagnant because you're not willing to listen to new perspectives. The four of cups upright. And your like, what is the point of me doing this reading if you're not going to listen to me? The Four of Swords in reverse is more so, like, in hopes that this will click, in hopes that you'll stop punishing yourself, in hopes that you will do something else. And, like, the Queen of Cups in reverse, I'm not here to be nice to you. That's actually one of my my favorite things about tarot reading. I think that people, like, in doing the Psychic Fair, I've seen a lot of different approaches to... Comfort. And I I don't really like to touch my clients. Like, I will give them a hug at the end if they ask. I'm not going to be like, come here, get a hug. I'm not going to hold your hand while you cry. I will not touch you at all. Like, and I've seen, I've literally sat in the same room as people who like hold their clients' hand while they're doing readings. And I understand that there's like a difference in how people like tap into energy and whatnot, but I that's just not going to be me. First of all, my friends have to beg me for hugs. Why would I hug a stranger? You know what I mean? And I think that also some people think that, oh, tarot is, you know, love and light. I don't operate on those principles. Um, so I think that part of also what happens is when people come to me, they're expecting like this, almost like this white girl namaste, like bindi wearing like harem pants, having ass, barefoot approach that i'm just not going to give you like that's just not who i am and i need you to understand that in in the event that this is you and you are the person that's like well i'm not going to listen to this random ass bitch on the other end of a goddamn microphone i need you to be so for real right now because why is it that a random bitch on the other side of the microphone possibly across the country from you, maybe in a different country from you, knows that you're this hard-headed. Like, what did this to you is getting more power by you not allowing yourself to be tender. And I know that that's, like, such an annoying thing to hear because I used to hate hearing that so much. But then I realized that, like, me being, like, hypervigilant in spaces where hypervigilance was not required just made me a bitch and it made me miserable. And the second that I was like, I'm going to make space for anything to happen, good, bad, ugly, beautiful, ugly things stopped happening to, happening to me at such a rapid rate. And that, I don't know, that's just invaluable. I don't know what else to say. So I really feel like what has to happen is you have to stop looking at everybody as like a potential like conquest because it seems like why is it that your thought with this person this person that you're meeting who like is so different from you why is your your first thought that like you have to be coupled with them in order to benefit from being in their company why i think that also sometimes we don't realize how like i see this more so in conversation about like straight men and like how they treat their partners it's, like, they pick somebody because they don't want anybody else to have them, not because they're excited to share a life with that person. Please consider, like, this. there's a big, like, competitive thing that's coming up in this reading. Like, you feel so up against the world. And I'm sure that that is, like, for good reason. I'm sure that that the things that have happened to make you feel like this is necessary – I'm sure that they were not lighthearted things. I'm sure that they were upsetting and uncomfortable. So, this is not me trying to invalidate your experience, but also this is me hoping that you're hearing that your desire to live in the past is making it very difficult for you to actually enjoy and plan for your future because none of this is actually like about long term, like it, these weird. Like, cards about, like, stability are not about stability, they're about being stagnant. And it seems like whatever you're doing right now, like, for money, for love, for art, for um, yourself, for hobbies, for whatever, is literally nothing. Like, in the sense of, how are you actually, how are you actually, like, planning something to, like, enjoy? Like, all of these cards about this person that you're going to meet all of this is like present so like whatever happens with this person is probably going to be like so short it'll probably happen in a weekend and be done and that that's not sustainable like you if you plan to live to be old you need to you need to really think about some of your priorities um i'm gonna stop reading you this way because it's not really fun for me yeah, but there's really nothing else that I can tell you that you'll you're not. If this reading is for you, I'd actually be surprised if you were still listening to this in the sense of like. I feel like if this is your first time hearing this through, that you probably pause it and you're like, eh, "Fuck it, I don't blame you, but something is going to bring you back to finish this out, and when you come back to finish this out, I think that you'll also be in a process of thinking that you're ready to change. But you're not going to be ready to change until you're willing to admit that like the way that you're currently moving about things is not working for you. I don't know what else to say. Um, that I hate doing readings like that because hard-headed folks are going to be hard-headed. And I know because I am a hard-headed person or I am trying my best to be a reformed, hard-headed person. So um, Godspeed, but stop making your life hard. Um, you have the potential to have an easier life. You really do. And part of that is really just thinking about like your actual future, not tomorrow, not next week, but like this time next year. Next October, where do you want to be? Like genuinely, where do you want to be? What do you want to change around you? I um, do this thing with my friends and my like interior design clients where I make them tell me, like ideally, if you had a day off work and if you live with other people, nobody else is home and they won't be home until after midnight. You will be home alone, literally from midnight to midnight. What would you do at home? like in your space, what would you do? Like you have you have no responsibilities. all of your shit is handled how would you go about your day and that question when i ask specifically my like interior design clients that question i see them go through a process of talking about things that like is not already in their house so like i had a client tell me that they wanted to um excuse me that they wanted to paint and they wanted to eat cherries, and then they wanted to invite friends over to eat dinner. And all of the things that they were describing, like they didn't have a desk to paint at, and they didn't have um, a table big enough to fit the amount of people that they were talking about. They were literally like, oh, I would invite these people over to like smoke and, and make dinner. And I was like, okay, well, your current home does not have the capacity to do that at all. So like, how can we how can we add the capacity in a way that's like sustainable number one getting a desk figuring out what it looks like to have a workspace that makes it so that you can paint and then get up and then invite your friends and you know sit on your couch roll one and then get up and go to the kitchen and then sit down all together and have a stable place to eat and like having this conversation I could like see the things like go off in their mind. Like I just let them talk for like minutes and I'm just like ask questions like, okay, like what time of day is it that this is happening? Um, When you see like the lighting, what does the lighting look like? Like, is your overhead light on or do you have a lamp? Like these like weird little questions actually show you a lot about what you view your ideal to be. And then you can start making decisions to make that ideal of reality. Like, just please, please think your thoughts and think them with your full brain. Um. I don't have anything else to say other than godspeed you hard-headed hoe and thank you so much for allowing me to deliver this message to you. I hope that November has more ease for you. All right let's roll the ending. Thanks for listening to the Sugar Glass Podcast. You can leave me a voicemail at my hotline or you can talk about this episode, a past episode, or you can ask for advice. That phone number is 910-448-6899. If you're a little shy, you can always send me an email at sugarglasspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Please rate, review, um, what else? Subscribe to support the show. And we'll see you, see you you'll hear from us. Whatever. Bye. Thank you again. <laughs>